This is how busy people with limited time can make steady progress on something. Yes. And that's what we're after. We're after the long haul, making this happen. We're not, we don't want to be a flash in the pan. We want to see steady progress where by this time next year, you're going to look back on 2024 and see that you made some good steady progress and your family is in a much better position than they were a year ago. The Ready Life, into the country. Hi, I'm Lisa Meisner. And I'm Nick, her husband. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ready Life podcast, where we show you how to make your home and family as independent as possible for basic necessities like water, heat, food, and the power that most of us depend on for these things. That's right. 2023 has flown by, hasn't it? It sure has. I cannot believe. <laughs> I mean, where has it gone? I, I don't know. But there's been lots of eventful things in our lives. But there's also been a lot of lessons this year that we've learned. And in this week's episode, we're going to share some of our top takeaways from 2023. We're also going to share a simple strategy that we've been using to figure out exactly what we need to work on in the new year and how to plan it out and all of that. It's really awesome and I think you're gonna enjoy it. But first off, our lessons learned in 2023. Oh boy, haven't we learned a lot. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> we should have. <laughs> yeah, so the first one we thought of was the importance of having an emergency fund and being debt-free. Yeah. Those two things have been such a tremendous blessing, and especially this year with launching our business and, um, yeah, the Ready Life Academy. We just, we have been so grateful that we haven't had that debt, and we also have a very good emergency fund that we can fall back on. It takes a lot of stress out of some of the situations that you can face when you're starting a new business. Because we left the former employment yep. in the middle of the year. <laughs> and so if you're, yeah, we would have been up a creek. We couldn't have done that yes. if we were in debt and didn't have an emergency fund. So that's right. Yeah, it's been a real blessing. That's right. Another one that came to mind was the importance of making a plan and doing due diligence before starting with something big. And mm -hmm. I I think of a significant endeavor that we embarked on this year and how we had put months of planning into it beforehand and you know trying to get everything worked out. And of mm -hmm. course, almost never do things work out exactly the way that you planned them, but at least you have a plan rather than completely shooting from the hip. And yes. um, it's proven to be a great blessing um, when, and not that you have to plan out everything, but when you're doing something big, something significant, it really is, um, it, it's come home to us, the importance of that. And we're uh, really thankful for that in, in this particular instance. And riding on the tails of that is, you know, um, sometimes when you get started with a very large endeavor, it takes a really big push at the beginning, kind of like a surge. We actually had tried starting this business while you were still working a full-time job and getting it off the ground, and it just was not happening. 
Because I was working more than a full-time job. Yeah, you were working <laughs> overtime. And, and there was just no way to, we weren't making any progress. They weren't. And we knew that to get a new business off the ground or a new endeavor, it was going to take a tremendous amount of work. And um, so, yeah, that's very true that um, to to be cognizant of of that, that when you're yeah. starting something out, just like a locomotive, it's going to take a lot of energy to get it going. Yeah. And um, but then it's important to get through that big push and get your priorities realigned after you've gotten through that big push and get into a, a good place where you're sustainable because that big push mm-hmm. is not sustainable. No, you you can't keep up that pace forever. And so you got to get back into a good place where where you are in it for the long haul and where you're not going to burn out. And uh, with with any endeavor, and mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking particularly of our endeavor this year, but it's with any of the big projects that we're all working on. It's the the same idea. Yeah, like with your homestead, you know, you've got big plans for this year, hopefully, and recognizing these these little lessons can really help you to plan ahead so that you don't get overwhelmed recognizing that there's that big push creating priorities and getting that you know to help you get through that to the other side yeah i think of the the four burner principle i think mm-hmm. we've talked about it before but it really just speaks to my mind and <laughs> just yeah. the way my mind works and it's <laughs> That life consists of four main burners, family, friends, work, and health. And the idea is that anytime you turn one burner up, one of those burners up, you're going to have to turn other burners down. That there's only Mm -hmm. so much time and energy and whatever to, to go around and you can't have everything going full blast all at the same time. When you turn one up, you're gonna have to turn at least one down, if not two down. Mm. And you know that there's, and so that's not to say that you never surge. I mean, we were just talking about that, you do. There's seasons of life and there's times where you do that, but you have to realize the impact that it's gonna have, that you're gonna have to turn down some of the other burners. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there there's seasons of life where uh, when you've got young children, you know, family burner is going to be turned sky high and yeah. some of the other burners are going to have to be turned down. And then, you know, if you're dealing with a health crisis, the health burner is going to be turned sky high, some of the others turned down. And um, so, yeah, just recognizing that principle realizing that you're going to have to turn some burners up to get it going, but then don't stay there perpetually. Mm. Try and get things back into alignment as soon as you can. Yeah, there's only a finite amount of you. And if you try and spread yourself so thin, then you're not going to do very well at any of them. Right. And so, so recognizing a- that you've got to turn some of those burners down and it's okay. It's okay to do that when you need to. But to recognize that you can't leave one of those burners all the way up on high for an extended period of time because then the others are just going to suffer. Right. So, so that's a lesson. It's a balance. That we're, <laughs> I, I, maybe, I don't know if I can say we We've have learned, learned that. it this year, but we <laughs> no. are learning it. <laughs> uh, what's another one? 
So be patient. So whether you're looking for property or trying to find the right job or whatever it might be, that thing you've been working on, be patient. And I think I'm preaching more to myself right now than anyone. I think just the other day I came over and I was like, had this ha-ha moment, you know, we've got to be patient with ourselves. Um, I've been frustrated because I want this or I want that to be done or to be great. And, you know, if we want to, with our business, if we want to have something a certain way, we want to hire a marketing person or whatever, like I want to get it right the first time. But sometimes, as I've discovered with homeschool curriculums, Sometimes you have to go through two or three of them to find the right one that really clicks with you. And I don't want to go through all of that. I want to just order the right one right out of the gate. And sometimes that's not the way it works. And to be patient with yourself that, you know, it's okay. While you're waiting for the right thing, you know, you just have to go around and test the different doors and find out which one is just a little bit ajar. Um, rather than just sitting there and waiting for the right thing to come and find you, you've got to get up and you've got to go do that thing and order the five different curriculums or, you know, recognize that you're going to make mistakes. And that's how you learn and that's how you figure out what, um, yeah, what's going to actually work for you and for your specific situation. Hmm. I think so. I think that's really been a a lesson for us this year that we've learned on probably a number of fronts. But I'm just yeah. thinking of one where we had several months that were kind of frustrating. Yeah, um, where we felt like we were spinning our wheels and we we couldn't seem to get direction. We're kind of floundering around, and uh, but we kept trying, and we kept prodding, and kept testing those doors like you yep. were talking about, rather than just waiting for an unseen hand to push us through a door that was wide open to be testing them because you don't know, you know, how do you know whether the door is open unless you try it out, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, we, we just kept trying and prodding and testing and one step at a time, it came together, not all at one time, Mm -hmm. but one piece at a time. Uh, You know, the, the first piece would come clear and then we were just all over it and we'd jump on it and, and we thought, ah, here we are. We've, this is the solution we've been looking for. And um, then our initial solution would turn out to be wrong. And, but it, it did get us one step closer to where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. And we discovered after we'd been, because it was tempting to get discouraged after you, you think you've, you think you found the right thing, the right solution, and you you implement it, you got your heart in it 100%, and then you realize it wasn't the right thing. It's tempted to get discouraged at that point. But after going through this a number of times, we looked back and it was like, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now if we hadn't been through those earlier right. steps. And so it really was a journey. And uh, even though it felt like we failed at each step, each one of those steps was actually leading us closer to our goal. And so, you know, like I said, when we look back on it, we take courage with that knowledge that all those months of frustration were not in vain. Yes. They served a purpose, and with patience and persistence, 
They resulted in something that was better than we could have imagined. You know, I was just thinking about a really practical application for you on your homestead. Maybe you're frustrated with your garden. You know, you've been trying. I mean, I've dealt with this for a number of years. And, you know, you try one thing and it seems like it really works, but then it doesn't. Or something else comes up and you keep running into one challenge after another. But just think about it. With each challenge, you are learning more and you're becoming more skilled and better at what you really want to do. So don't give up. Be patient. That's <laughs> patient right. Patient with yourself. Be patient with the process. Be patient with that journey, one step at a time. That's right. So those were some of the lessons that we've lear either learned or are learning. Still mostly learning. <laughs> 2023. But just kind of in line with that, you know, working your way through a process and, and making things happen, we wanted to share something really practical in this episode with you that we think is going to help you. You know, we're, we're turning over a new year and new beginnings, all of this kind of thing. And as you're looking at your situation and you want to, um, you know, I, I hope that you have a real desire to get your family in a better position where they're more prepared, where you're not so dependent upon the system for your basic necessities and, and things like this. And, and if, if that's the situation that you find yourself in, it's not going to just happen just by chance. It's yeah. you've got to have a plan to make it happen. It does, if you just, and, and I get it, if, if you're used to operating um, just kind of shooting from the hip and, and just whatever seems like the thing to work on, work on that. I, I get it. It sounds like it's very constraining to have a plan and all of this. Um, that's kind of my style. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> a uh, footloose and fancy free and let's just, you know, there's a lot of factors going on. There's weather and there's time and all of these kinds of things. And let's just work on whatever's um, seems like the best thing to work on today. And I'm the one that comes with the pencil and the paper and goes, okay, let's make a plan. <laughs> Great. So I hear you. I, I, I'm with you. I understand what you're feeling, but I can tell you from experience, it's not going to happen. You're not going to make much progress this next year unless you have a plan of action and you work with it. It doesn't have to be rigid. Plans are, are, are movable. They're, they're a living document. But yes. It keeps you moving and focused. It keeps you focused. That's really the key here, I think, is, is the focus. And so we want to share with you the method that, that we uh, use in the Ready Life Academy for helping folks to get to that point of get through this first stage of what do I, what do, I do? You know, it's overwhelming. There's so much that you could do. What do I work on now? You know, and it's the thing that... Um, that everyone should do, but almost nobody does. Yeah. And it's what you should start with so that you can put your time and your money to best account. And it is how you're going to make things happen in 2024. It's been really exciting to watch the people who are going through the Ready Life Academy right now. And they're going through this very process and asking those questions and making a plan. And it's exciting. I know. I, I love this sort of thing. So 
you know, this time of year is one of my favorite times. Let's sit down. Let's make a plan. Let's set our goals. Let's map them out. <laughs> but this, but we're not going to do but, the usual New Year's resolutions thing, which is, yes. oh, I want to do X, Y, Z, and that's it. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it falls flat when things come up. We're actually going to have a methodical approach where we plan yep. it out and stick with it. And that's where having a supportive community and a system in place for accountability, these kind of things really help it to Mm -hmm. stick where you can follow through. But anyhow, we wanted to share with you this, the process that that we uh, teach in the Ready Life Academy. So the first step is to assess your current situation. How else do you know what you need to work on unless you know where you're at and what your problem areas are? So uh, looking particularly at the basic necessities of life, like Mm -hmm. water, food, heat, and the power that we often depend on for these things. We're going to look at those things in particular. And uh, in the academy, we have a tool that asks a series of questions to help you identify your major problem areas. But uh, you can do this by thinking through it Uh, If you needed to, one way is to flip the main breaker off in your house and see what stops working uh, without electricity. Uh, But to to just think through each of your systems and what are the potential um, uh, places where they are um, dependent upon utilities or upon the Mm -hmm. system and just to identify your problem areas. That's our first step is assess your situation and identify your problem areas. Then the next step is once you've identified your problem areas, they might be huge. Like, uh, I don't have any water, right? When my power went off, like I couldn't flush the toilet, there's no water coming out of the seat. So then you need to figure out and learn more about that. So that way you can make a plan. Because if you don't know how to get water from wherever the source of your water is into your kitchen sink, you need to learn a little bit about that process and what goes into that. Um, Learn about hand pumps if you have a well. Learn about springs if you have a spring. Learn about whatever your particular um, source of water is. You need to learn more about that. So that way you're able to sit down and make a plan because you can't make a plan if you have no idea how it gets from point A to point B. Right, right. Yep, know what your options are. Mm -hmm. Because once, yeah, how do you make a plan if you don't even know what your options are? So then the next step is to break things into projects. You know, once you know a little bit about your problem areas, and I wouldn't suggest that you, this is not... That stage that Lisa was talking about, that's not necessarily the stage where you dig in and get in-depth knowledge where you know everything thoroughly. It's easy to get um, just bogged Bogged down down. at this stage. We're just talking about doing some some quick learning where you're just trying to learn what your options are Mm -hmm. and what's the best option for the situation that you're in. And so once you know that, once you know what your problem areas are, you can um, now make a list of these projects that are needed to resolve that problem. So uh, just for instance, let's say that you've got a slow well that's powered by the grid, where the pump is powered by the grid. Uh, Your projects that you come up with, where you're breaking them into smaller chunks that are actually projects, 
your projects in that scenario might potentially be to install a storage cistern and put a pump timer on your pump to help you squeeze as much water as possible out of that well. And then for from the grid side of things where your pump is dependent upon the grid, um, you could install a hand pump so that you aren't um, dependent upon the power company for your water. And so those would be kind of just an example of what your smaller projects might be instead of just saying water systems, we're breaking it into these smaller chunks projects, projects right? Mm-hmm. And that helps a lot with planning. Yes, yes, because then you can map out what your options are. Let's start with a backup generator, then let's eventually get a power system to power our water pump. I mean, there's so many different directions that you can go mm-hmm. with that projects list. But then the next thing is you need to prioritize. Are you going to start with the power system or are you going to start with the hand pump or are you going to start with the cistern? Um, once you have that list of projects, then you need to figure out which one you should tackle first because you can't go and start all of them all at once. You're going to get overwhelmed. I'm not going to so, get anything. And you're not going to get anything done. That's right. There's only so, there's a finite amount of you. <laughs> so the key is focusing so. on one thing and working on one thing, maybe two, right. possibly two, if if you have to wait on one for, you know, if there's a if there's something that you have to wait on with one, yes. then you could work on potentially a second one while you, you're waiting on the first one, mm-hmm. but you don't want to get in multiple things at a time. That's right. So then what you need to do is you need to prioritize your projects. Um, as- prioritize the essential projects that are quicker to accomplish. Maybe they require less money. Um, maybe there's a project that um, you could get done quickly. Like I mentioned, um, you remember Dave Ramsey and his debt snowball. We've talked about this a number of time on, times on the podcast. Well, they have found with thousands of examples that starting with your smallest debts and paying them off first is the most effective way to do it, even if the interest rate is higher on some of your larger debts. Um, mathematically, it doesn't or seem to lower. make... Even if the interest rate is lower on some of your larger debts. So, yeah. (laughs) So basically the idea is even though it mathematically doesn't make sense, you know, you you look at the interest rate and you say, well, I should be paying off this bigger debt. They've found that no you got to focus on the smallest ones first, regardless of the interest rate. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. And the reason is just because there's something that happens in your brain when you start seeing quick wins. Like, hey, wow, I just paid this one off and I just paid that one off. And it kind of, it snowballs. And that's why it's called the snowball effect. Because the more you roll that snowball, the quicker you're going to actually reach your goals. And so you can do this with your projects list. When you look at your projects list, prioritize them based upon how quick you can get them done. Um, You also might need to prioritize them based on how much the project is going to cost or how long it's going to take you to accomplish that project. So Money factor is is a factor. Yes. You mentioned that, but that's a factor because it might be really quick to do, but if it costs a ton of money and you don't have hardly anything, it's going to take you a long time to save up for that. That's right. And so it's going to take a long time. So you've got both of these factors in the mix. So yeah, if you put all of those factors into the mix and then you prioritize those projects based on 
you know, based on those different factors. Now, now you know what you're going to work on first and you have a plan of like you've got a plan of action like, OK, we're going to start with the hand pump on our well. That's right. And uh, in the Ready Life Academy, I actually have a handy tool where you can look at each project on its own merits and score it based on how essential it is and how much money it's going to require and how quick or how long it would take to accomplish it. And based upon that, it suggests what your top projects might be. You could do this on a piece of paper also, um, but doing doing something, doing this kind of a, a exercise is really, really helpful in prioritizing and figuring out what is the number one thing that you need to work on first, because it might not be readily obvious. I know with us, when we uh, went through this exercise, it was really interesting with all the projects that we have that we want to work on. It was really interesting to see which ones came to the top. Yes, I was I was kind of excited. Anyway. <laughs> yes. And so now that you know what you're going to be working on first, you've prioritized and you know what you're going to be working on first, it's time to make a plan. And you do that by breaking the project into step-by-step -step action items. For So let's just give you an example. For uh, installing a storage cistern, it might look like this. It might be, you know, step one, estimate your daily water usage uh, so that you, um, step two, can decide on the cistern capacity. Step three might be to decide on the cistern type, like concrete or plastic or that kind of thing. Step four might be to find the best location for where you're going to put the cistern. Step five might be to find a local store where you can purchase the cistern and so on and so forth. I'm not going to take the time to go through all the possible steps, but you want to break it down as best you can at this stage into action items, realizing that as you learn more, as you dig in deeper, this is going to change probably. You might remove some of those. You might add some additional steps in, mm -hmm. but you're going to do your best to make those action items, uh, and then that's going to be preparatory to our final step, which is... My favorite. Your favorite. Schedule it. Put it on the calendar. <laughs> That's right. You know, we were talking earlier about how, you know, Nick really likes to just kind of... Wing it. Uh, wing it and, yeah, just make it happen as it happens. And I like to, like, have it all scheduled and rigid. You know, both of those things are really helpful. It's helpful to have a plan and to put it on your calendar and all of that. But it's also helpful to recognize that sometimes you have to make adjustments and you have to take what you planned and rearrange things. Um, and so you have to be flexible, but schedule it. Go ahead and put it on the calendar. It might feel a little bit scary for some of you, but just put it on the calendar and then start working your way through it and recognize that it's not written in stone. You may need to go and rearrange your schedule and bump things forward or pull things, you know, uh, back, whatever it might be, but put it on the calendar because once you put it on your calendar, then it's like, okay, this is going to actually happen instead of just always, you know, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> but this is how busy people with limited time 
can make steady progress on something. Yes. And that's what we're after. We're after the long haul, making this happen. We're not, we don't want to be a flash in the pan. We want to see steady progress where by this time next year, you're going to look back on 2024 and see that you made some good steady progress and your family is in a much better position than they were a year ago. That's really what we're looking for. That's but right. It's a, it's a simple process. But it's so important if you want to end up this year with, you know, like I said, your family being in a better position where you can not only take care of them, but also be a help to others. So anyhow, that's what we've been working on in the Ready Life Academy this month so far, trying to get everybody um, where they've got their plan of action and um, know what they're going to work on in Mm -hmm. 2024. And I think that you'll find this method to work well for you also. And um, yeah. Yep. So one other item we wanted to mention, um, remember how we were talking about the importance of getting some quick wins? Well, I'm really excited because next week we're going to focus on one of the best ways for most folks to start this next year with a quick win. That's in your pantry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, working on a good food storage plan um, and beefing up that pantry is something that you can do regardless of where you live right now. And really, whatever your budget is, this is something you can start working on right now. You know, if your budget is smaller, it'll just take you a little bit longer to get to the same place, but you can still make steady progress. I know because we've done it. That's and right. we're going to do it again, too. Yep. yep. So so we're going to focus on that in next week's podcast episode, since next week is also the start of another milestone for us. <laughs> it is when our first accelerator begins in the Ready Life Academy. And this accelerator is, on you guessed it. storage planning. <laughs> That's right. So you'll come out of the other side of this four-week accelerator with a custom food storage plan mm-hmm. that is tailor-made for your family so you know exactly how much of which ingredients and food items you're going to need to last you for any given time period. And it's customized to your diet as well as you know the foods that you regularly eat, the stuff that you like. That's and right. uh, you'll end up with a well-stocked pantry and a detailed plan So you can turn that pantry into a home grocery that can tide you over until the next growing season. That's really the goal of your pantry Mm -hmm. is to be something that can carry you through the times when you're not producing much, if any, food to get you through until the times when you can produce more. So if you're wanting to make a start in 2024 and get your family as prepared as possible You can still get into the Ready Life Academy in time where you won't have missed a single thing. This is our very first accelerator, and we'll all be going through this together with plenty of time for questions and helping you out with the specifics of your situation. And you can do it all for less than the cost of a family meal at a mediocre restaurant. So here's how it works. You go to thereadylife.com forward slash academy. All the details are on that page for those of you who like details. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, just click the button and it'll take you down to the bottom line where you can enroll in the academy and start making 
your plan of action right away before we get started with the food storage accelerator next week. So once again, just go to thereadylife.com forward slash academy, and the link will also be in the description. That's right. That's right. So I really hope this episode has inspired you to take some time this week before the new year begins and assess your situation. Prioritize what needs to be done. Find some quick wins. Um, break them into action items and get them scheduled in your calendar for this next year. Um, that way you can stop worrying and fretting about what's happening in the world and start really doing something about it beginning your path to preparedness. So let's make 2024 count um, for something and we'll see you in the new year. Sounds great. Happy new year, y'all. Bye.